Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 86 of the Love Life Connection podcast. And we have made it. We are in the last part, part six of the How I Found Love Sega. I truly hope that you've enjoyed listening to my story as much as I've enjoyed sharing it with you. It's been so much fun and to hear your insights and ahas based on my story and experiences just means the world to me. Putting this story together really required me to dig back a lot into my years and to look at some things about myself and look at putting pieces together. And so it was a profoundly um, enlightening and, and healing time for, for me and my, and my own life. So I just thank you for giving me the opportunity or the excuse to put it all to, together like this. So anyways, if you haven't listened to parts one through five, then I highly recommend you do that first before listening to this episode, because this episode is just the finale and how it all comes together. And it's really just the story of how Stevie and I finally started dating after we met, which wasn't necessarily the smoothest ride, or at least not a smooth ride you might expect with the one that you're going to eventually marry. But if you've um, missed any of the prior episodes in this series, part one starts with episode 81. So you can go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81. Start listening from there or just scroll down about five episodes in your podcast player and episode one, or not episode one, but part one of this six part series will be there for you. 
All right, so let's get to part six. We're going to jump right in. So previously in part five, to remind you what's been going on, is I had just moved to DC in part five, and I had started online dating, and I was so excited to meet my nice Jewish boy. And I was really excited to finally be in a city where I had hundreds and hundreds of prospects. Before, I lived in small towns, and then if I wanted to marry someone Jewish, that brought it even the pickings were even slimmer, right? So things were going really well. I felt really good personally and professionally. I moved to a city I really wanted to live in. And just like that, I took a couple of steps back. I found myself crazy about a guy who just whined and dined me, yet wasn't really emotionally available to me. And honestly, I was probably more into the whining and dining than him as a person. I mean, he was a great person, but the connection really wasn't there. It was just based on our fun times going out and whining and dining together. So he broke up with me after a couple of times of being too drunk to pick me up for our date. And I was really devastated, but got some sense knocked into me by a good friend and pulled myself together. And I started dating and I started dating a lot. I did a lot of online dating. And for the first time in my life, it was really fun. My emotion du jour was not based on whether or not someone wanted to see me again or wanted to go on another date with me. It was just simply a lot of fun, no matter what happened. Um, or didn't happen on a date, I was able to think, okay, this guy's really great, or okay, I'm going to need this in my relationship, and he doesn't have that. So it was profoundly, um, it was just a really fun, fun time. And and also very, um, I don't know exactly what the, the word is, but it was almost weird to be dating and having fun and not being super, super stressful. And then I ended last week's installment with one of my friends inviting me to a happy hour that was hosted by the CV himself. All right, before we get going with part six, I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up. So I am recording this in Denver. And there are some pretty insane winds outside. I don't know if you can hear the wind howling. It's pretty loud where I am. And there might be a thunderstorm coming our way. We The way our balcony is, we face west, which means we can see the mountains. So we can see all the storms coming our way. And there was definitely a storm heading our way. And now I can hear the wind. So now I'm wondering if it's almost right above us. So if you hear some thunder or some loud rain, then you know what you know what it is. And I'm just here recording in, you know, our spared bedroom. So I don't have a big fancy studio. So I'm human. And I just want you to, to know that if you hear that during this recording. All right. So anyways, let's get to part six, aka the finale. So as I mentioned before, when Stevie and I met, I was actually dating a lot of other people. No one ever seriously just I was going on dates and dating this guy, maybe my third date with this guy while I was on my first date with this guy. So even though I was really into Stevie when I met him, I just had a lot going on. I mean, personally, I had a lot going on. I was getting used to a new city, a new job. I was toying with the idea of entrepreneurship and starting a health coaching business. And I did like him, but I just didn't pursue him that hard at first. And then a few weeks later, our mutual friend, the one who brought me to the happy hour, had a party at his house. And Stevie and I had been messaging each other a little bit back and forth on Facebook, but nothing substantial and nothing much more than that. But of course, he was also at this party. And I had decided I was really into him. I enjoyed our conversation the first night. I enjoyed the Facebook messages. I thought he was fun. I thought he was funny. And I enjoyed my time meeting him again at this friend's party. 
And so instead of waiting for him to ask me out on a date, I actually asked him out on a date. And this was so new and different to me because any other other before any other way I had pursued a guy was just by that silly flirting where I was just attracting obnoxious attention by laughing really loud or being like a woo girl. But I actually just decided that I was going to put myself out there in a way that I really hadn't before and ask him on a date. And so we made plans to go see a movie the next week. So the next week, a couple days or maybe the day before our date our scheduled date. I texted Stevie to confirm the time and location of the movie. And he replied back to tell me that he had actually been dating someone else when we first met and they had just gotten more serious. And so he didn't feel like he could go to the movies with me anymore. And I was totally crushed. I really thought we had had something special but my roommate comforted me by telling me that I had just dodged a bullet and I believed her. And so all those feelings about that spark or it just feeling really fun and really easy and feeling that attraction, I just wrote it off as me just being wrong like I had every other time and didn't really think anything of it. And then a few weeks later, I heard through the grapevine that Stevie and this other woman hadn't worked out and that Stevie was single again. So he was actually having a combined birthday party with the mutual friend I'd met him through originally, and then another friend too. So through a birthday party. And this party was at a karaoke bar about a 30 minute walk from my house in DC. And I remember that night, because it was really rainy and a little cold, and I just didn't want to go. And I was going to have to walk over there by myself because I didn't really know that many other people going. So I didn't know anyone else to go with. So I was just going to go by myself. And I knew Stevie and I knew obviously my mutual friend and a few other people. But I knew Stevie would know most of the people there. So I thought I'd feel really uncomfortable socially. So between the rain and the social situation, and I'd have to go by myself, I just Honestly, as someone who's a little shy and introverted and not great socially, I just didn't really want to to go. But I had bought this new dress recently that I loved and I thought it looked really good on me. And I kind of wanted to make Stevie jealous by showing up in it. So my roommate convinced me to go and I dragged myself and dragged myself out and went to the party. So when I got to the karaoke bar, I saw Stevie as soon as I walked in, I walked right up to him because I wanted to act super confident and like I wasn't upset that he had ditched me a few weeks before and I wished him happy birthday, bought him a birthday drink, but then we ended up hanging out the whole night and we had a great time. And honestly, I didn't expect that. I expected just to make him jealous. I didn't expect to actually hang out with him that night and have a really good time. And so at the end of the night, he finally asked me out on a date for real this time. And we had our first date in Old Town Alexandria, which is just outside of DC, which turned into a second date. But the problem was the day after our second date, I was leaving for a three week trip to Tanzania. So my sister was in the Peace Corps and I had had this trip planned for for months previously to visit her. And now being three weeks out of the country without much internet access, it's easy for any budding relationship to die off, if for no reason other than just bad timing. I knew that I wouldn't have very much communication with him. We would probably be able to send some emails, but 
that would be just about it. The phone definitely wasn't happening. Texting wasn't happening. It would just be pretty much email or Facebook messages. And before in other times in my life, I think I would have been really anxious about being away for three weeks from a guy that I just started dating that I really liked. I would have just been obsessive over what he was doing, if he was going to, when he was going to email me, when he was going to write me back, if he was seeing anyone else, if he was thinking about me, if we would date when I would get back. I, I think I would just have the mental chatter going on and on and on nonstop. But this time there was something different. And I think part of it was just the the confidence and the and the self-awareness I had grown. I Again, my confidence or self-worth didn't come from a guy or from a relationship. It came from within. So I think that was definitely part of it. And even though I had this, I had a lot of frustration just about the timing. It was just really poor timing, no matter how you look at it. I still had this deep inner knowing that we were going to date when I got back and I should just go to Africa, enjoy it. Cause I was probably going to do things that I'll probably never do again. Like go to a super remote African village and just do all these different things with my sister, where you really need someone who knows the locals and the, the land to be able to do and see. And so I just had this knowing that this was going to be okay. And I just needed to enjoy this trip. And I think it's really important for me to point out here that this deep inner knowing that we were going to date and that this was going to be okay and potentially even this would be it, that's very different, maybe subtly different, but still very different from how I would used to previously imagine my relationships, especially at that beginning stage. So in all the other relationships that I described, especially the ones when I wasn't in a very good emotional state. I would actually fantasize about our relationship, about what it could be or what I thought it could be, and about getting married. And with Stevie, I didn't really fantasize that much about our future. It was just more of like an intuitive hit that I had nothing to worry about. This is going to be fine. And we were going to date when I got back and I should have fun in Africa while I was going to be there. And sure enough, when I landed back in the US, as soon as my plane touched down, I turned my phone on and had a welcome back text from him. And I was just so thrilled, obviously, to see the text and that he had remembered when I was coming back. And that's when I knew for sure that this is going to be something good. And sure enough, we started dating right after that. And we were seeing each other on a pretty regular basis and became official not too long after that. And so we'd been dating for probably about a year when we decided to move to Dallas together. And this was a huge thing for me. I had never made a big life decision with a guy like this before. And it was also looking back super risky on my part because I wasn't totally in love with the idea of Dallas. But what attracted me to it is that we would be moving in together, which I was excited about. And I was starting a business, my original business, my health coaching business. And Dallas was cheap enough to where I could just go and, you know, full, full, full on, I wouldn't have to I could just totally jump ship for my job is what I'm trying to say and start my business. I didn't have to do it kind of on nights and weekends because in in DC, I would have had to do that because it's way, DC is way too expensive, but Dallas was so cheap that Stevie could temporarily at least afford to support us both while I started my business, which was super risky because we weren't married, but I was going to be financially dependent on him for at least a little bit. And I was moving halfway across the country to a state I'd never really been to before. I think I visited it for three days earlier that year to see if I could potentially like it. And I was moving to live with my boyfriend who I'd never lived with before. And I had never lived with a significant other before either. 
So yeah, it was, it was a little crazy. And I won't lie, that first year in Dallas was pretty rocky. It was a huge learning curve for I think the both of us. But you know, just speaking from my experience and my perspective, it was a huge learning curve because it was really the first time in my life where it wasn't just we were dating, but we were building a life together. And the dynamics of a relationship between just dating and then building a life together changed and they're very different. And we just had some growing pains. And um, it's just also it's just hard being in a new town or a new city by yourself or just with your with your significant other. So it was really rocky, but we made it we had a lot of conversations, a lot of crying, a lot of yes, fighting, but we but we did it. And we were there for about two years. And about a year ago, we took a trip to Denver because we realized pretty early on that Dallas was a great city, but it was just not going to be our forever home. And Denver was a city we were considering moving to because we wanted that outdoorsy type of culture and access. So we had an amazing trip. And on our trip, we took a day trip to Boulder. And that's when Stevie popped the question. And I think you know the rest, especially if you've been following me or listening to the podcast or Instagram. And maybe the engagement story is like a whole other podcast. Um, But a short story is he planned this really awesome day in Boulder. And then he proposed at the very end of the day. And I knew that he was going to propose because when we take vacations, I plan most of our days, mostly because I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to that. And he was like, I'm planning our day to Boulder. And then he just happened to send me this blog post of a really pretty place to watch the sunset. And I'm like, okay, so Stevie's going to plan our day in Boulder. And then he's going to propose at the place (laughs) where you can see the sunset. And I totally called it. I was totally right. So sorry, Stevie, for listening. You didn't surprise me. Um, anyways, okay. So we just got married. By the time this podcast airs, it will be about, let's see, almost three months that we've been married. And honestly, I have to pinch myself sometimes because I live in my dream city. I have my dream relationship. It's a deep, meaningful, honest relationship. I have a thriving business and I have the cutest puppy in the whole world. But of course I'm biased. So maybe he's not the cutest puppy, but I think he is. But as you can tell, it wasn't always a walk in the park like this. And there were some really low lows. And it took a lot of work and patience on my part to move forward and to create the life I wanted piece by piece. And I think most importantly, through it all, what got me through is that my desire to learn and grow never died. Because every time I put myself out there to do something uncomfortable, whether it was go on a date, or get a new job or move to a new city, I was creating for myself serendipitous moments. I believe that luck doesn't just happen, you know, out of thin air, luck just happens to the people who are willing to go out and do things that are uncomfortable. If you do enough uncomfortable things, things that put you out of your comfort zone, you will encounter those serendipitous lucky moments and things will start falling into place that I am 100% confident for. And the thing is that even now Stevie and I don't have a perfect relationship, because as I'm slowly beginning to learn perfect doesn't exist anywhere in business and body and life and relationships, we fight and sometimes I nag. And sometimes he gets impatient with me. And sometimes he feels like I'm trying to use my coaching skills on him or on our relationship. And that's frustrating to him, which I understand completely. And we still have things that we'll probably never agree on. And I have to drag him to go to a yoga class with me. 
but that's all okay. It really is. We love each other and we're both willing to put time and effort into learning and growing. And we've really made a commitment to grow together. And I think that is a huge secret for long lasting marriages and relationships is, you know, as a human, you're going to grow. If you're not growing, then you're shrinking, right? So even if you're not actively pursuing self-development or self-growth, like you're going to grow just because you're doing things every single day. Like you're, unless you're literally sitting at home, not working, not doing anything, you're going to grow. And I think a relationship is really a choice and a commitment to grow together rather than apart. And to be totally honest, he's not who I thought I'd end up with. I thought I'd end up with someone more in the political field, which I was in for many, many years. And he's an engineer, but he's everything that I need. And I only realized that once I stopped trying to quote unquote, get what I needed, but instead, instead allowed what I needed to, what I needed to come to me, then, you know, that's when I was able to create the space for him to come into my life. So Stevie today grounds me, he calls me on my shit. And I'm so sorry if you can hear the wind howling in the background. But he makes me laugh and he continues to surprise me with how profoundly insightful he is when he come when it comes to life and relationship advice, even though he's supposed to be the engineer and the logical thinking person in our relationship. But most importantly, and I think this is most important in any relationship, is he supports me and he lifts me up. He never, ever has put me down or told me I couldn't do something or made me feel less than you know, through my entire entrepreneurial journey so far, he's the only person that's actually never doubted me. And that even includes me because I've had plenty of moments of self-doubt. And this is pretty significant considering he was the one supporting me financially during the early years of my business. And so that's it. That's my love story, our love story. And the best part about this love story is that it's not over. And the more I think about it, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, especially since getting married, is I think that's the problem with our society. So much emphasis is on the idea of finding a husband or getting married. And it's kind of like once you put a ring on it, it's all done. All the work is done, right? Boom, done, over. But relationships run a lot deeper than that. And being in a relationship is very different than being in a relationship and building a life together. And being in a relationship with someone that you genuinely care about and you have to support their needs while also balancing your needs. And relationships, you know, aren't just about a husband or having a wedding because who cares if it's not a happy marriage, right? And so my dream for you listening to this podcast is for you to find a great love. So one of my favorite podcasts that I've talked about before, and I've had her on the, one of the, the, the wife of the, um, the duo on the podcast twice is called marriage is funny. And I love their podcast because their message hits home for me so hard. It's not about a perfect love, but it's about striving for great love. And that's what I try to do every single day in my own life. And that's what I help my clients do every single day in their own lives. And so I hoped you enjoyed listening to my epic love story as much as I enjoyed telling it to you. And I I hope that this is not where we're going to end. I hope that you continue to join me on this journey and join me in the date yourself challenge. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it's coming up super soon, or maybe it's just started, but it's okay if you start late because we're starting this coming Monday, which is September 11th. 
And I know that it can help you learn how to confidently put yourself first, discover your blocks and blind spots that are keeping you out of love, and it'll help you learn how to communicate what you need and want to your partner. And by the way, if you don't know what you need or want, I think you're going to have some clarity after the date yourself challenge. Now, none of this stuff is rocket science, but it does require getting support and surrounding yourself with a community who gets it. So each day for seven days, I'll send you a quick and easy challenge for you to do to help you get through the breakthroughs and the blocks that you need to get through in order to find love. It seriously is life-changing stuff here. And I know that sounds maybe warm and fuzzy or cliche, but it's, it's totally, totally true. All you have to do is go to the website and see all the testimonials and results from past women who've gone through the challenge. And so the nice thing and the thing I love about this challenge is that depending on how much time you have, you can spend just a few minutes on each challenge. Or if you have an hour or more, like on the weekends, you can spend that much time too. It's totally up to you and dependent on what your schedule is. So the challenge is free it's fun. And this time around, I've switched up a lot of things. So again, even if you're an alum, I want you to join again, because there's a lot of new stuff coming your way. So to join us for this round of the date yourself challenge, again, go to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. And also follow me on Instagram, because that's where the party is going to be. That's where you'll post you doing your challenges and where we'll build community and use the hashtag date yourself challenge so we can all find each other and support each other as we go through this process. So again, I hope you have enjoyed this six part Sega of how I found love. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I have so enjoyed putting this together and sharing it for for you and and to you it's been so profoundly um uh healing and a growth opportunity for me and so i hope that it provides similar types of things for you and i hope to play with you or continue playing with you more in the date yourself challenge so again the link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge and if you just tap the podcast in your podcast player then that link will be highlighted near the top of the show notes and you can click there and sign up straight from your phone. All right. So this concludes the six part series of how I found love. Thank you so much for sticking through me these six episodes. Again, this has been so much fun and I will see you in the date yourself challenge and in a brand new podcast episode coming out next Thursday. Until then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.